inspiration from creative leaders, authors, CEOs, and entertainers. People who are truly at the top of their game day after day after day. How do they zero in on their vision? What is their why? We'll learn what motivates these visionaries and what's launched them to the next level as they offer practical advice that anyone can put into action. My name is Taylor Cole Longacre. Welcome to The Focus. Welcome to The Focus. This is a slightly different format than what we normally do, but I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to welcome people in to this audio and streaming version of our show. Today, I am talking with Dee Beasley Hayden, and she is with Be a Golden Angel. Welcome, Dee. Thank you, Taylor. I'm so excited to be here. This is a, this is a neat, neat opportunity. You and I had an interesting way that we met one another. Yes. I was at a Healthcare Alliance, and it was a trade show. Yes. And you had a display. Yes. And I walked by, and you had a, a business card that stuck out to me. Yes. And so I picked up this business card, and I put it on my mirror. And then I think fast forward maybe a year. And Probably more like two. Two years? Two, at least two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two years and I contacted you. But not everyone understands really what your brand is. Tell mm -hmm. us a bit about what you do. Uh, well, first of all, thank you again for having me today. So it's uh, a great opportunity to tell you about Be a Golden Angel. So it, um, we are a nonprofit that brings awareness to the community about our domestic violence resources. That's one, one, just one of the things that we like to get out there and talk about. And then the other is we bring uh, head-to-toe beauty bags to women in local domestic violence shelters. Oh, my goodness. You know, at a time when you feel your least pretty, your least valuable to help Absolutely. beautify them and really from the inside out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's great work, Dee. Now tell me, how long have you been doing this and how did this get started for you? Well, we um, actually, a girlfriend of mine, we are in the cosmetics and beauty business. And for Mother's Day, it was nine years ago this past uh, May, we decided to put together a gift bundle that we could take to the local shelters. And we partnered with, at that time, we partnered with one or two local domestic violence shelters in the DFW area. And we took these gifts to the shelter and they handed them out. The, the children of the moms in the shelter got to go pick out the gift and hand it over to their moms on Mother's Day. And that just exploded into we had another girlfriend join us and then we said who else wants to join us in building these beauty bags so that was nine years ago and so we'll celebrate our 10 years in 2021 oh right and then uh, seven years ago we decided to extend that outreach to Christmas and so every holiday well right now October through December we de deliver head-to-toe beauty bags so personal skin care, a little color, cosmetics and body care, and full-size products so that these um, women, when they actually leave the shelter, they have something they can take with them. I could not love that more. Uh, many don't know is that in my family, we had domestic violence um, situations. It was my mom, and my mom and I left 
our home when I was a little girl and we were in battered women's shelters. Mm-hmm. Fast forward and my parents worked things out, not to the point to reconcile in their marriage, but they were able to find forgiveness for one another. But my mom chose to donate clothing and cosmetics and beauty products to battered women's shelters. Right. And that has always meant so much to me. She said she wanted women to be career ready because she was blessed that she had a college degree and she had her education and was able to get out of work. But the people that we saw in those shelters when we were living there, D, did not, many of them did not have a vocation. Right. And so they were not only losing what their identity was with their spouse, and maybe their livelihood and their family and their connections, their friends. Right. Plus, having gone through mental and physical abuse, but then not having the clothing they needed so they could get out and get on their feet. Right. Many many of the uh, agencies do have thrift stores where you can donate clothes, and then they always let their ladies that are in the shelters go through and pick out all the good things Mm -hmm. (laughs) first. And I love that. And so we do have that common thread. So I was also a child of domestic violence. And Mm -hmm. so my father was a physical, emotional and mental. I mean, you name it. He was everything abusive person. And so my mom and I and my sister we did not have the shelter to go to. Mm -hmm. And so we just hunkered down and mom became, became the rock and had to go to work. And, and so we just trudged through what we didn't even know really the impact that that was having on us then and even today. And it's, it's one of those things I find so interesting that we don't talk about it because there's so much, like, what could I have done different? So much shame around domestic violence. And I, and now in recent years, we're, of course, people are talking about it a lot more, thank goodness. And we do have places where women can go, but um, we just didn't know what the impact was going to be. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I think that, gosh, there's so many more resources available today than there were in the 80s and 90s when I was experiencing it and then so many others. I'm, I'm grateful that there's more resources. I do feel like there's always a stigma, though. Absolutely. Sadly. And I'm finding men that have gone through abuse. Right. I, I've had friends who've said, you know what? This is a classic case of abuse. If I were a woman, this would be a classic case of domestic violence. Right. Well, can I share a few stats? I I wrote just a couple of things down, but one in three women and one in three men are affected by domestic violence. And so, yeah, staggering. Um, What's even more scary is children. This was interesting. One in 15 children are exposed to intimate partner violence. So they're watching the parents fight Mm -hmm. and 90% are actually witnessing that. So think about, you know, we think about the mom or the dad or the, the partners and we think about the abuse, but then the child who's sitting in the corner is witnessing that and also being impacted by that. It's, um, it's insane, really. You know, and, and for me, having seen that, I immediately thought, when I thought of marriage and I thought of discipline, I thought you had to yell. You had to be forceful and yes. slam your hands. And, in order to make your point, you needed to be dramatic. Right. 
I thought that was the way it was. And I had a certain perception of a, of a submissive wife. Mm. And so it took me years to kind of re-wallpaper my mind and right. change all of that up right. because of those patterns that I saw. Right. Well, and, and me too, but I came up with fist fighting. I mean, I was a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and so growing up, just, a, you know, aggressive little girl and turned into an aggressive woman and not physically, but just the isms that developed as a result of not knowing what to do with the trauma, not knowing what to do with the feelings or to process those feelings. And so it literally has been decades of awareness and, oh, so that's tied to that. It's uh, a girlfriend and I were having lunch today and we were talking about the generational, we want to call it a curse, but we, we couldn't quite, we're like, curse is not the right word, but it's that generational um, evolution of the trauma and the violence. And I think about my grandfather who was abusive and violent, who was my father abusive and violent, and his siblings were abusive mm-hmm. and violent. And and I, even though I wasn't violent, I had the tendencies to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. And and so we've got to break down that generational curse. Uh, there was a word we, we discovered today, and we'd never heard it, epigenetic Epigenetic. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard it. Okay. We we need to know what that means. Yes. So so you think of epicenter of 9-11, epicenter of an earthquake. Well, I'm going to read you the definition because I didn't know it either, but it's the study of how your behaviors and environment cause changes that affect the way your genes or genetics work. Wow. But here's what's the great part. Mm -hmm. It's reversible. Yes, yeah, that's good news. We don't have to be in this rut, right. in this cycle. Right. And so what what we start to do is we can revert those genes back to a healthy response. And that's why I think having the domestic violence agencies and the shelters, it gives people a chance to get to the core and get the healing. And, you know, we don't know what we don't know. Would you agree? I would agree. And so if you only know violence, then you're going to just continue violence. But if you learn that violence yelling and slamming down and there's a different way, then we can start to reverse that. And that is the one thing I'm so grateful for is that I believe I have stopped that epigenetic um Revolution, that generational curse in my family with my husband and my son, and who's never witnessed anything violent. Yeah. You know, so, except, you know, maybe the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's a whole other yeah, story when we talk story. about how our society is perpetuating this violence right. when we have enough to deal with in yes. our own nuclear family. Absolutely. So, Dee, if there is someone who is going through domestic whether it's physical or mental or emotional abuse, mm-hmm. I want to be sure we offer a resource to Absolutely. help people. What What do you recommend? Who can they call? Well, so almost every major city, even our outer cities, have resources. So there's some type of agency. Um, I'm reminded of, you know, when we first started this, we didn't realize that just us telling our story and becoming like a grassroots for people to to know that there's a place to go. I had a, a friend whose daughter was off at college and came, had been raped. So this is another scary, scary, scary stat. Um, what is it? Like 
75% will experience dating violence from the ages of 16 to 24. Mm. Scary. Yeah. So when she got back to the, to our area, she did not know. No one told her about the Domestic Violence Agency. And so I think our main thing is, is to the National Domestic Violence Hotline is incredible. Yes. Uh, every... Every major metropolitan city has some type of resources, if not multiple resources. And so on our beagoldenangel.org, and it's be like the bumblebee. Okay. B-E-A-goldenangel.org. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we have a list, at least in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we have resources for uh, shelters. And then just uh, the domestic violence hotline. Uh, they all have crisis hotlines. Uh, and I think the biggest thing, Taylor, is just tell somebody. Yes. Tell someone. And if they don't believe you, tell someone else because it's so real and it's so um, it's so alive in our communities. And I always say, look to the right, look to the left, look straight ahead. And chances are one of those three directions, someone has been affected by domestic violence. You know, and a lot of people don't realize what domestic violence actually is. Okay. I've heard some of my girlfriends say, you know what, he just, he just loves me a different way. Or he'll say, you know, she's just a little uh, aggressive. And so they use these terms. Right. I Maybe to excuse, maybe to, um, to soften. Yes. What's happening in their own experience. Right. Rather than really knowing and recognizing that it's something that is wrong. Yes. And something that they should not have to live with. Right. And I know on the card that I got from you, you had some warning signs. Yes. You had some things that we could all look at. And as I started going through that list and I was praying over it, I was like, okay, who do I know? And then also I had to frankly go back and think through what mm -hmm. I had experienced as a child. Right. What I saw. And, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, Dee, yes. because I was like, you know what, had I really had this resource that I'd known, maybe things would have been different. Right. I'm grateful that my mommy finally stood up and she right. said, I'm not going to put up with this any yes. longer. Thank I'm, God for our mommies. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm grateful that, that daddy eventually said, you know what, I recognize what I was doing was wrong. He right. said, you know, he did say he, it was a pattern that he saw in his own family. Mm -hmm. It's just a way of living and, and yes. the way he didn't know how to express himself. Right. And my mom didn't know how to respond back to him. And so right. there's a lot of healing that had happened, but it yes. took a lot of time. Yes. So kind of back to that wonderful card yes. that I was able to find and it, it's on my mirror to this day. Good. What are some of those warning signs? Absolutely. And by the way, we have those listed on our website. Oh. So you can go and check those out. But I think the one, the, of course, the obvious is the physical. So, you know, we have our personal space. Um, you know, yanking someone around the room is is abuse. Um, of course, hitting physically, any type of physical. But, you know, it's so much bigger than that. It's the mental. Mm -hmm. It's the, oh, a bumblebee just jumped out oh, by <laughs> Um, so there's the emotional and then there's the uh, control. Control is a huge one. Um, there is isolating you from your family and friends, which is another big one. Um, I like to call it the stalking where they're, they want to check your phone. And they want to know where you are. And, you know, sometimes you hear stories of, well, they put a tracker on me or they've got an app, you know, or they're following me. And so those are some of the really, really big ones. Uh, money control, like um, you'll hear a lot of the 
the abuser will take control of all the money and they'll have no money. The abuser will buy things for themselves and have this lavish, say, closet full of gorgeous clothes. And the, the uh, person that's being abused has, you know, three outfits. Mm. So uh, when I talk to police departments, I, I talk to them about things that they may not think about. Uh, that they don't learn in the academy and they don't learn through their training, but the real things, um, you know, it's the house spotless to like over spotless. Yeah. And uh, they take away their cards. They take away their credit cards. They take away their bank statements. Um, so those are some of the things that we don't see. And we just think, oh, well, they're just doing that to protect me or they're just doing that to, you know, love me. But I think healthy relationships have a mutual like we can we can disagree. Yes. That's another big one. And it's safe to disagree. It's safe to disagree. um, But it's not okay when I don't get to have any opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are some of the the obvious signs. Um, It helps. Uh, that's why I say we have to talk to someone because if, like, if I said this to you and you were my girlfriend and you said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry," that's the I turn that off. That's to pick up my son from school, <laughs> um, which is not in today. So sorry, and. Um, Yes, I lost my train of thought. So, yeah, so you get the if idea. If we're talking one-on-one, yes. though, I might be able to pull some things out of you yes. that you might not yes. otherwise Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, where should people go? Mm-hmm. I think it's B B E E a goldenangel.org right. to get more information about you. Yes. And then you have something coming up for December, right? Yes. yes. So we have our Christmas outreach. And so right now we're looking for um, people to sponsor a woman uh, in one of our shelters. Our goal is 100 beauty bags we want to deliver for Christmas. This is a huge goal. Um, because of the pandemic, we have actually had a oh, almost a 30% increase in agency um, activities. So everything from admissions into shelters, counseling, phone calls, and mainly because the pandemic has kind of isolated us. They said, stay at home. Yes. And home is not a safe place. Not for everyone. No. Uh, and, and that's one of the things with our children, too. When the pandemic, you know, they had school at home. School was the refuge for many of these children. And so there is a great big increase in um, people at the shelter. So so we just did decided to do a big goal. So for 100 bucks, you can sponsor a woman, and she's going to get a beautiful full-size head-to-toe beauty bag that she can take with her. That, that's the other thing. A lot of times they show up with kid on their hip and keys in their hand. Wow. And so the thought of, you know, Getting my toothbrush or grabbing my cosmetics or my beauty products, if they even, you know, they've been beaten down so much that washing their face is the last thing on their mind. Right. They just got to get out. Yeah. So that's what we're doing for Christmas. And we're excited. We're already a fourth of the way there. So so we just would love some more support for that. And we partnered with eight shelters here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And and so but we would, you know, our goal really 
Taylor, our goal is that we would not have to have this ministry because no one would need to go to a shelter. Isn't that the truth? Yes. We would love that. And you and I are both wearing these pins because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Is that it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want people to be more aware. We want people to recognize that this is happening, that it's wrong, but there are resources out there so you can get help. Right. Absolutely. Well, and we we believe when you sponsor a mom, you're the angel. Mm. So we are the angels spreading the word um, about what's available and we're bringing something to them so that they can take with them and just know that they are the precious daughters of the king. They are precious women who, you know, got caught up in the generational epigenetic. <laughs> yeah, epigenetic. Yeah. Yes. A new word for all of us. All of us. We're learning how to pronounce it and spell it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Dee, I always ask everyone, if you could offer one piece of advice or a focal point to someone, mm-hmm. what would that be? Regarding domestic violence. Regarding domestic yeah. violence or being in the light. Oh. Anything that you would like. Oh my gosh, that's a big one. Um <laughs> You know, I I guess the biggest thing is because I think all of this, all trauma and just domestic violence and even what's going on today, I think um, we've got to make connection. Make connection. We've got to make connection with people. And in my opinion, in person. I love the virtual world. I love that we can do that. But... Uh, you know, you got to go have lunch with your girlfriend. You've got to take a walk with somebody outside. You you just have to make some connections with some people because, you know, God created us to, you know, for, for community each, and fellowship. Absolutely. Yeah. So he did not want us to be alone. Yeah. And so it's I think that's one of the things um, some people are hiding behind all that and they're like loving it. But at the same time, I think. Many of us are not getting the connections that we need. That's right. And we were built for relationships. That's right. Yes. And when we do have connection, then it makes us better. So that's one of my mantras is be the best that I can be. But then also we can shine light on each other. We can brainstorm and bounce ideas. So just like today, we get to bounce ideas and talk to each other and uh, yes. Have a little drink. <laughs> Have a little drink. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us. And you say, be the best, shine the, the light. light. Yes, absolutely. That's great. And you are definitely a golden angel. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you too. For all you do. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Be sure to listen to The Focus um, anywhere that you can get your podcast. Also on my channel on Pray.com. And watch The Focus on Amazon Prime Video and MPN.Global. Thank you.